a roundup of the main business news from China and elsewhere. This is Global Business. From CGTN headquarters in Beijing, this is Global Business. I'm Michelle Vandenberg. Coming up on the program. Support boost. Commerce Minister Wang Wentao emphasizes China's commitment to strengthening the multilateral trading system at the WTO Forum. Investment surge. German direct investment in China reaches record high of 11.9 billion euros in 2023. Urban renewal. China's Central Economic Work Conference calls for accelerated renovation of urban villages to generate a trillion dollar impact. Chinese Commerce Minister Wang Wentao has delivered a speech at the 12th China Roundtable on WTO accessions in Abu Dhabi. Wang said China always supports developing countries, including Arab nations, to join the multilateral trade mechanism. Following the opening session on Saturday, Wang signed the renewal of the Memorandum of Understanding of the WTO's Least Developed Countries and Accessions Program with WTO Director General. The Accessions Program is also known as the China Program. It was established in 2011 to strengthen the participation of least developed countries in the WTO and assist them in joining the organization. Commerce Minister Wang will also attend WTO's 13th ministerial meeting to be held in Abu Dhabi from Monday to Thursday. China's central government is beefing up efforts to attract foreign investment this year. That is the message from a recent State Council executive meeting chaired by Premier Li Qiang and a separate meeting on foreign investment led by the Commerce Ministry. Acknowledging the role of foreign investment in driving the Chinese economy and the wider global economy, the two meetings both urged stable foreign investment inflows as well as improved services for foreign invested business and projects. They also reaffirmed the country's pledge to foster a more favorable business environment. Foreign manufacturing companies are increasing their presence in the Chinese construction sector, taking advantage of new opportunities. Willow Group, a renowned German manufacturer of pumping systems, has recently opened a new facility in East China's Changzhou. Bi Ran talks to the company's vice president to learn about the goals and aspirations of the firm. For many, 2023 was a year marked by challenges. In a shifting international landscape, individuals and businesses alike faced unprecedented hurdles. But in the face of adversity, Willow Group, a German provider of pumps and pumping systems, has successfully navigated the Chinese market by opening a new high-tech plant in the city of Changzhou. Significant sales and growth have followed in key areas. By investing in the new factory, Lyman Tu, vice president of Willow Group, says the group wants to write another successful chapter in its China story. Our Changzhou factory launched last September and spread over 24 acres, features Europe's latest attack in IE5 permanent magnet motors and efficient water pumps. It aims to produce 3 million units yearly for clients in China and Southeast Asia. Willow China currently runs 14 business branches in the country. Its Changzhou factory is the third manufacturing base in the country, after building plants in Beijing and Qinghuangdao. 
With the growing importance and the potential of the Chinese market, the group has further invested in research and development to increase its product portfolio in China as part of the company's 2025 strategy. China now ranks as the group's second largest market. Our factory has a strong confidence in China's economy, especially with its push for openness and high-quality development in recent years. The expansion of Willow's production. As well as its research and development capacity in China, is ambitious, but not a long case. Not just the Willow Group, but according to a business confidence report covering 566 member companies of the German Chamber of Commerce in China, 42% of them expect positive industry development in the next year, compared to only 21% in 2023. Furthermore, 78% expect consistent growth over the next five years. Though more than half of the companies surveyed believe China's investment appeal is declining compared to other markets, an equal number are planning to increase investment over the next two years. Of those planning to invest, nearly 80% say it's necessary to remain competitive in China. Two says the country's climate protection policies. Broad market prospects and integrated supply chain are the main reasons for Willow to expand its presence here. As the market's awareness of carbon neutrality and demand for efficient business solutions soars, more opportunities are expected. Bian, CGTN, Beijing. A report released by the German Chamber of Commerce in China shows that China remains an important destination for German companies, as many of them see further potential in the Chinese market. In 2023, China remained a significant destination for German direct investment. Data from Germany's central bank shows that German investment in China climbed 4.3 percent, hitting a record high of 11.9 billion euros last year. And in 2023, the nation's investment in China accounted for 10.3 percent of Germany's total overseas investment, the highest level since 2014. According to a report published by the German Chamber of Commerce in China, the majority of German companies operating in China remain committed to the Chinese market. Some 91% of the 566 firms surveyed have no plans to leave the Chinese market within the next two years, and 54% plan to increase investment in China. China's industries with high growth potential, such as automotive and advanced manufacturing, continue to attract investment from German companies. For example, BMW earlier announced plans to make Chinese market-specific new energy vehicles in 2026. It has also expanded its research and development center in North China's Shenyang to produce batteries. Now, for more discussions on German investments in China and trade ties between the two countries, we're joined by Liu Zhiqin, a senior fellow at Renmin University's Chongyang Institute for Financial Studies. Professor Liu, good to see you and Happy New Year.、Um, so, in a recent business confidence survey,、uh, we see that 54% of German companies in China said that they plan to increase investment, and with 79% saying this is、uh, necessary to remain competitive in China. So, what opportunities do you think? China's economic development has created for foreign companies. Actually, there are so many opportunities that in China can provide for German companies and also the the companies all over the world to make more business. I think this、uh, confidence survey is quite important because this 
survey uh, indicates all the companies that uh, now stay in China. And the interesting point is that last year I paid two times visit in Germany. I have met also some local banks and the local entrepreneurs. Uh, all of them that express that they are very optimistic uh, uh, idea about the cooperation with China. They feel that China is still the best cooperation partner for Germany as before in the last four decades. So this is nothing changed because so many opportunities only in China can provide. For instance, the high technology investment and also uh, as we know, Germany is an uh, industrialized country, so provide high-grade uh, vehicles and in different uh, sorts and different uh, uh, kinds. So in this way, China can learn a lot and uh, develop its uh, vehicles together with the German partner. And also in Germany, also the technology in the green development and the low carbon uh, emission industries all very well developed. So in this way that we have so many opportunities in the hard industry, in soft industry, soft industry, more vehicle for the, uh, so the NEV vehicle, for instance, also the green technology, even the AI technology. From both sides, I think we have so many opportunities. Of course, we should not forget, Germany is very strong in the consumer products. So in this way that all of the uh, industrial sections have to provide more opportunities for foreign companies to be working in China. The survey also said that China's significance to uh, the German economy is unique. Uh, what's your take on that? Yeah, that's unique is the right uh, uh, word to describe the close relations with China and Germany. As we know that uh, Germany is also very uh, uh, close cooperation with other European countries with the United States, but that now things that changed because the geopolitical tension and also the United States has some very special decoupling policies that are different from the German partner. So in this way, the German economy's recovery depended also very reliable on the China's market booming. If the China's market is boosted, I think the German company is also benefit from the Chinese companies, as as we already mentioned, for instance, BMW and other uh, 4V, and also for for instance the other German largest uh, pharmaceutical pharmaceutical the, uh, companies that uh, medical care, they have very good potential in China to develop their own business, and of course the precondition, as I discussed with the German partner, that. They believe that China's political situation condition is very stable. This is the precondition for all foreign investors and all for companies to be decided whether, where, and how, how to make investment. And the second, that China's policy is very sustainable, very healthy, and also practical. Always try to meet their demands. Not long ago, the Chinese government, even Beijing municipal government, has given awards to those friendship personnel who are working in Beijing or in China. I remember the number is 15 or 20. The personnel, the entrepreneurs, they got the award from the Chinese government. Why? Because they have so good relations with the Chinese market and they 
made a great contribution to China's economic development. Also, they make a great uh, support to their own companies' further development. So in this way that I think we, we are so optimistic and very uh, keen for that to see that the more opportunities and the more uh, challengeable uh, tasks will be overcome by both efforts. So in the soon or the later that China and Germany will have to climb up another uh, good yeah. point that for further development. Yeah, definitely. Thank you so much for your insights. Great to have you on the show. Professor Liu Jixin from Renmin University for us. It has taken well over two decades, but Spain is finally allowed to send beef exports to one of the world's biggest importers. It follows a tense few days across the country for the agriculture industry. Kim Brown has more. Farmers from across Spain have been protesting for weeks now in support of wider European protests against soaring costs and plummeting profits. They say that foreign importers have an unfair advantage with fewer regulations and using cheap labor to undercut them. But there was some welcome news on the export side of the industry. On his recent visit to Spain, China Foreign Minister Wang Yi announced a lift on a ban of Spanish beef imports to China, a ban that had been in place since the year 2000. A move hailed as extraordinarily positive by the Spanish government and welcomed across the board by industry leaders. Vamos a tener que dedicar. We're going to have to invest a lot of effort to increase our production to meet the needs of a country as large as China. We are talking about the fact that about 3 million tons are imported annually. Just to give an idea, our annual production barely exceeds 800,000 tons. China is the largest beef importer in the world, consuming over 14 billion US dollars worth last year. Major exporting nations include Brazil, Argentina, Australia and the United States, a list that Spain is now happy to be part of. Spain prides itself on premium quality beef exports. This farm in Colmenar Viejo on the outskirts of Madrid specializes in the limousine breed of cow. When fully grown, they can reach 1,300 kilos in weight. Paco Lopez is the owner of this farm and has around 250 head of cattle. For now, he just sells domestically, but sees this new agreement as a genuine opportunity to expand a market that is increasingly looking for high-end produce. We offer quality. The premium sector, we cater for the type of customer who's looking for a different product, not an industrial product, or a product that's totally artisan. We have the middle ground in which quality prevails. But above all, we guarantee health standards and can prove the origin of all food products. Details on this latest agreement are yet to be finalized, but this follows last year's huge almond export deal to China. The agri-food sector is one of Spain's most important industries, and now it has a green light to export beef to the world's biggest market. Ken Brown, CGTN, Madrid. Still to come. China's Central Economic Work Conference calls for accelerated renovation of urban villages. The world economy as we know it is about to change. Global business reports highlight emerging markets, developing countries, and dynamic sectors worldwide. We feature top analysts and newsmakers to provide perspectives on every facet of business. From an on-the-ground perspective, 
we provide you with balanced and objective assessments. Fast, sharp, and insightful. Global Business, only on CGTN. This year, a total of 21 super-large and mega-cities in China will carry out full-scale renovations of urban villages, that is, rural settlements located in city centers. The move is likely to stimulate consumption of big-ticket items as more public facilities and services become available, which will improve the living standards of the residents in these areas. Minxin Securities estimates the combined annual spending on such projects could reach one trillion yuan or about 140 billion U.S. dollars. Shanghai, for instance, is set to launch 10 projects this year. And as of January, 10 cities, including Guangzhou, one of China's most populous cities, have released their first batch of funding earmarked for these projects. The phenomenon known as urban villages resulted from the explosive growth of China's megacities over the past few decades. Formerly, rural communities found themselves overtaken by the urban sprawl. Work is underway to upgrade local infrastructure and improve the quality of life of the residents of these villages. Our Zhang Shixuan has more. Part of the first urban village renovation project in Shanghai suburb and Chongming district is nearly complete. 1,000 households spread across more than 70,000 square meters. It's now ready to welcome all its original residents back. The vast renovation project is designed to turn the old village into a modern community that includes commercial properties, community service centers, hospitals, kindergartens, and aged care facilities. But it was anything but an easy task. When we started, this was not a great place to live. Most of the houses were old, having been there for several decades. Especially some areas were full of waste factories and illegal buildings. They are incompatible with the city's image. Working on this kind of renovation project requires more capital and time compared with normal properties. Because we have to start with the acquisition of land and houses, that can be an uncertain process. We should also work on social insurance, old age security, and compensation and settlement. Fan said the renovation projects usually take two or three years more than the normal property development projects. The whole renovation project covers an area of 336,000 square meters. The first phase of the relocation work for local residents is almost complete. And the second phase is about to start among non-residential properties, the enterprises within the area. The renovation will also serve as a supplement and an upgrade to the whole Chongming district. Many locals have come to inquire about our commercial property project. They are interested in 145 square meter apartments. And many say, they want even larger houses. The decoration standard of the whole project is the highest in Chongming. Shanghai wrote out a three-year roadmap last July to push urban village renovations. The plan laid out 30 renovation projects in villages and in old residential communities, covering an area of at least 4 million square meters. The projects are expected to benefit some 13,000 households. Zhang Shuxuan, ICS for CTTN, Shanghai. 
Now for more discussions on China's integrated development plans between rural and urban areas, we're joined by Chen Long, assistant professor at the Beijing University of Technology. Professor Chen, good to see you. Um, so these urban village renovation projects are expected to cost more than one trillion yuan a year. Um, what benefits can we expect from this? Thanks, Michelle. Uh, I think one more uh, direct benefit is the improvement of people's living standard and enhancement of the quality of living environment. Uh, we cannot deny the realistic problems of urban villages being dirty, messy, and poor, as well as the safety risks of the old buildings, the illegal buildings, the lack of complete infrastructure, the poor living conditions, the narrow roads, poor drainage, the absence of trash storage facilities, among other infrastructure issues. And at the same time, there is also a lack of public services such as medical care, public transportation. And from the perspective of the urban development, I think the renovations can promote a high quality development of the urban economy. It will stimulate the domestic demands, typically in the sales and investments of the new housings, uh, the consumption uh, of the rentals, and also the realistic industry and some related industrial chains also drive the investments in infrastructure, infrastructure construction, uh, also the public services. And another aspect of urban development, I would say, is to fill the gaps in urban governance. I think the renovation of the urban village can improve the efficiency of urban management to incorporate the original collective lands into the urban development planning and promote the development of resources in a more compact and efficient way. Yeah. And what measures do you think we should take to ensure that these renovated urban villages will actually improve residents' living standards? Um, I think the first is the, the renovation should be tailored to local conditions, uh, with plans formulated according to the characteristics and actual situations of different regions. And when we develop the renovation plans, it's important to fully listen or consider the local factors such as the history, the culture, the customs, the living habits, also focusing on protecting the ecological environment and the historical and cultural heritage. And second, I think is to protect the legitimate rights and interests of the local residents. And this process will involve the vital interests of villagers. Uh, it's important to fully listen to the opinions and suggestions of those people to respect their wishes and choices, develop reasonable compensation standards and resettlement plans to ensure that their living standards are not reduced due to this renovation. And the third is to improve our urban planning and management. And during this process, the overall or the basic principle is not to have more new urban issues. At the same time, the planning and construction uh, should be emphasized to improve the overall quality and image of the city. Thank you so much for your insights, Professor Chen Long at the Beijing University of Technology for us. False eyelashes can make a dramatic difference to your appearance, and their popularity is growing among China's beauty lovers. Around 70% of the world's false eyelashes are produced in Pingdu in eastern China's Shandong province. With the help of cross-border e-commerce, factories in this small county are creating products tailored to the requirements of global consumers.
In this episode of Biz Focus, our reporter Ho Jing visited this eyelash industrial cluster to find out how they make this happen. Wearing beauty eyelashes as a spring festival beauty routine got trendy for this Chinese New Year. Around 70% of the beauty eyelashes in the global market are actually from a small county called Pingdu in eastern China's Shandong province. Being a beauty eyelash user and a business journalist, I wondered why the eyelash businesses are so successful in this small county. Before the Spring Festival, I came to Pingdu to find out for myself. This gentleman, Wang Xuelei, is my guide for this industry. He is the second generation to run his family's eyelash business. Before taking over his family's eyelash factory three years ago, he served as a senior IT engineer for Hire, a renowned supplier of smart home devices in China. Wang's wife, Chu Peipei, is responsible for their overseas market sales. 30% of our sales come from U.S., 10% from U.K., 10% from Europe, and 5% from Mexico, 5% from Australia, remaining 40% from other countries like Middle East countries and Asian countries. Such diversified markets add much complexity to their management. Mr. Wan made full use of his expertise to build an online management system for the factory's whole production chain, also the first of its kind in the domestic eyelash industry. Streamlined process translated into productivity and unlocked innovation. Chu Songyi is Mr. Wan's uncle-in-law, also the founder of the factory Colash, and one of the first businessmen in the Pingdu eyelash industry. In earlier years, it was easy to make money by selling their eyelashes, and they didn't even need to update their products to meet market demands. Now, they have over 100 different styles of eyelashes. While most of them look the same to me, Mr. Wan can easily tell them apart. To better understand consumer behaviors, Mr. Wan turned to feedback and posts on social media platforms. Mr. Wan told me that 2024 will mark a new chapter for their factory as it has introduced some automatic machines. And their factory will also have a new home in the local industrial park for eyelashes. The industrial park is set to commence operations officially this June. It is said to represent a stride towards enhancing the eyelash industrial chain through mechanization, informatization, and digitalization. It also means faster delivery of more personalized eyelash designs from China to the world. And that will do it for this edition of Global Business. I'm Xiaomen Berg in Beijing. Bye for now.